You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, everybody. You're joining me for episode 197 of the Blended Family Podcast. It's good to be back. I'm actually getting ready for my 200th show. And what I'd like everybody to do is maybe get a little bit involved in that. If you want to send me maybe your top tip that you've learned on this podcast, something maybe that's helped you the most since you've been listening, and you can email that to me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. You can also message me that on Facebook if you follow me there. Again, just send me your top tip that you learned here on this podcast, something that helped you the most. And I'm going to put those on the 200th show special. Um, And if you want to leave that on a voicemail message to me, that would be really great because then I'll also play that on the show. And that would be speakpipe.com slash blended family podcast. By the way, all the links that I always mention are always down there in the show notes for you. As far as the monthly newsletter, I know I have been slacking a little bit on that, and I've definitely been slacking on the giveaways. By the way, if you're a new listener, anybody who signs up for the newsletter, who subscribes for that monthly newsletter, automatically gets entered in to win my monthly giveaways, which are sometimes books, sometimes products, sometimes gift cards on Amazon. It just depends. And like I said, I've been slacking. What I really want to do is I'm in the process of making some blended family merchandise, some tumblers and different things. And when I get those done, those are probably going to be some of the giveaways as well. And I'm working on those now. But if you want to subscribe, uh, I just sent out one newsletter a month. I don't spam you and I don't give your information out. You'll get a free quiz when you join. And that is going to be blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. And it's just a good way for me to be able to stay in touch with you if I have any new announcements or anything like that. Now, you may have noticed if you went on the website, I've got a little bit of a revamped website now. I had somebody really great help me out. It was extremely affordable. And just so you know, when you get on there, I'm still tweaking some things a little bit because he really just uh, put a new theme there. And I still need to work on some of those issues and get some new photos and things like that. But if anybody's interested in having some website design, uh, this person that helped me out, his name is Ryan Duke, and he's with Skyfall Digital Media. And again, I'm going to add his contact info in the show notes as well. But he's a custom website design business that's located in Virginia, which doesn't matter because he can help remotely from wherever you're at. And he's been doing websites, building and customizing them for over 15 years. It was a hobby that turned into a business. But like I said, he really, really charges very affordable prices for your website needs. And I think he does a whole bunch of things. So his website is skyfalldigitalmedia.com. 
Com. Again, his name is Ryan Duke. I think he did a great job. I'm very happy with it. And like I said, I'm still tweaking it. But if you want to go check it out, blendedfamilypodcast.com. As well as I've made a new Instagram page. You can find that at Blended Family Podcast. I'm just really trying to get a little bit better on the social media side. And I'm not making any promises because I really have a hard time being on social media and doing that stuff. But I am there also. And you might have also noticed if you follow me there that uh, about maybe a month ago, we started those Feel Good Fridays, which is every Friday. I like you guys to fill that feed with positive things that happen to you over the week, something positive with your blended family. I don't care what it is, but I just like us to get prepared for the weekend with a little bit more of a positive state of mind. So please make sure you're following on all the social media accounts. Again, they are all in the show notes, but I definitely want to get some more activity going on over there. Ratings and reviews really help me out a lot, especially on iTunes. It helps for other people to be able to find the show. And so any rating and review is much appreciated. Um, I always love honest feedback. And that is blendedfamilypodcast.com slash iTunes. If you don't have time to write a review, you can at least rate it by stars. And that only really takes a second. And let's see. I think I've gone over... Uh, all of my announcements here. We're going to get to the show in a minute. Uh, it's Parental Alienation Month, really, and April 25th is National Parental Alienation Awareness Day. And I know a lot of you really, really struggle with parental alienation in your family. And this is a young lady that I've had on a couple of years ago. And I guess I missed the boat last year, but we wanted to have her back this year just to kind of go over some of that information again. And we'll get to that in just a moment. I think you're going to really like that interview. Uh, The last thing that I want to talk to you about before I get into that is your finance tip of the week. Now, last week, if you haven't heard that episode yet, I had on some experts from a company that we work with in our other business called Debt America, and we talked all about debt. And so once again, I'm just going to touch on that again today with your finance tip of the week is talking about debt. Um, Debt is literally killing people, and you guys know this, but I want to point out that not all debt is bad debt. There is some debt that is necessary, sometimes for a car or a home, or sometimes even investing in yourself, right? There's things that we need to do, whether it's coaching or business coaching or whatever that might be. And um, even sometimes investing in hobbies and things that you like is okay, but we definitely don't want to get crazy with our credit card debt. Because if we're not paying that off, that debt can double every three years. And did you know that the average credit card debt per household now is around $6,000, which is a lot. It's a lot. But even more than that, student loan debt is more than a trillion dollars in our nation. And debt is linked to depression and all kinds of tension in the family and stress. So I just want to point out again the importance of not getting yourself into debt. But if you are in debt, looking for ways to safely get out of that. And there's all kinds of things you can do. And again, you can go back and listen to our episode from last week where we talked to Debt America, and they were very helpful. And they have a debt settlement process. So if you want to learn about that, just check out that episode. 
And if you want to work further with them or even talk to me about some of your finance issues, you can always set up a free financial review. And that is at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule. And of course, there you'll find all of the scheduling options, including a consult for coaching and the regular coaching and interview and everything like that, uh, even for the co-hosting interviewing that we're doing. So that is all for my announcements for this week. I hope you enjoy this interview. I love you all so much and we'll talk to you soon. Hi, everybody. I've got a great guest today for you. I'm here with Wendy Perry, who has been on the show a couple of years ago, and she's back again talking about a very important topic. After enduring what has been called the worst known case of parental alienation and the most corrupt family court case in the history of Tarrant County, Texas, Wendy Perry became motivated to break the silence about parental alienation. In 2014, her own court case was featured in the critically acclaimed documentary, Divorce Court. Before that case, though, in 2011, Wendy began hosting monthly support group meetings, the format of which has become the template for parental alienation support group meetings around the world. And she hasn't stopped fighting for the cause since. Her passions and strengths include giving educational presentations to the public and professionals, giving TV and radio interviews, giving support to targeted and alienated parents, as well as conference and event planning. Whether it's experts or advocates or families, one of Wendy's gifts is bringing people together for awareness, education, and support. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm, I'm really glad to be back. Yeah, I'm glad too. I didn't realize it's been two years already since you were last here and I really should have you on every spring. And I know uh, April 25th is Parental Alienation Awareness Day and it's really important the work that you're doing. And so I want you to share your personal story first. And I know you've shared it before, but we have some new listeners, people that haven't heard that yet. And I know your, your personal story is why you're doing what you're doing today. So please share a little bit about what happened to you. Well, I am an alienated parent and I actually have three kids and I've been at every possible level of parental alienation. Um, One of my children I was never alienated from and have always been very close with. Uh, My two other kids, I was alienated from both of them and I'm reunified with one of them. So we went through a very intense reunification. And then unfortunately, I'm still alienated from one of my other kids. So as I said, I've been in every possible level of parental alienation, uh, ranging from um, not being alienated, but it was certainly attempted, um, and then going through a reunification, and then unfortunately still alienated from one of them. Wow. So, I mean, I have letters literally every day from my listeners from all around the world, and they're all experiencing what you're talking about. And and like you said, it's interesting that you have it on different levels because so do they. I mean, I have people from little things that somebody had said about them to major, major parental alienation cases. And it's very, very difficult and people are really struggling with this. So I think that it's so important for people to really have awareness. And I love on your, your little tagline on your email says parental alienation can happen to anyone. So it should matter to everyone. And so this show is really important, even for people who feel like they're not 
in that situation right now. Maybe you've got a great situation with your ex and this isn't happening to you, but you never know who around you is suffering. There's so many cases of divorce and so many cases of this parental alienation going on. I think we really need to all be aware and raise our awareness for it so that we can help other people, even if we're not affected. Um, I would love, Wendy, for you to explain for people that don't know, because I think people that have not been through it don't necessarily know what the term is or what it entails. So can you explain to everybody what does it mean to be alienated? What does that mean? Sure. Well, um, parental alienation is a layperson's term for what is an actual form of child psychological abuse. Um, and that's really important for people to understand that it is child psychological abuse as defined by the DSM, which, as you know, is really the handbook for all uh, mental health professionals to recognize and diagnose um, certain mental disorders. Uh, so, but we do say parental alienation in most of our conversations just because finally, after 10 years of um, advocacy work, people recognize the term parental alienation. And so that's usually what we, we refer to it as, just so that people um, can have an understanding of what we're talking about. And so, since that is the layperson's term, um, the easiest way to describe it is that parental alienation is when one parent tries to damage or destroy their child's relationship with their other parent. And they do this through what we call alienating behaviors. And there can be a lot of different alienating behaviors. Um, but as you mentioned a few minutes ago, parental alienation can be mild, moderate, or severe. And it, it can even be that way within a particular family. As I was talking about, you can have three kids in one family and one is not alienated or mildly mildly alienated, one is moderately alienated, and one is severely alienated. So it can really, uh, as I said, be mild, moderate, or severe, even within one family. And so also you mentioned that it's important for us to educate everyone to not just talk to other alienated parents or other people that are within the parental alienation uh, education world. And, and that is because it really can happen to anyone. And people who are on the outside, you know, bystanders, uh, friends, family, maybe teachers, anyone who is around us can really uh, make a positive impact on a parental alienation situation. Because when you have someone who is unbiased, um, come into contact with an alienated child, their unbiased information, being that they are a neutral person, that can really have an impact on the alienated child. So it is really important for us to get education out to everyone so that everyone can be a part of the solution uh, of parental alienation. Yeah. And I find it so interesting that you were talking about within the same family that you could have some children that are severely alienated while others aren't. So explain how that happens, because you would almost think that the parent is going to treat all the children the same. So is it because some kids are just more easily brainwashed by things or why does that happen? I think can happen. I think can happen for several different reasons. Um, and I think one of the reasons, from my experience of talking to other alienated parents, is one of the common reasons is that alienators tend to 
focus all of their energy or most of their energy into one child at a time. <laughs> so they, and a lot of times they start with the oldest and they will try to um, alienate the oldest. And then once they feel like that one is um, alienated sufficiently, then they will move on to another child. And they'll actually use the alienated child to try to uh, alienate a sibling. Mm. So they will recruit them and get them to try to alienate their brother or sister. Uh, it's really actually very, very common for within a family for some kids to be alienated and some to not be alienated. I talk to parents all the time that have that situation where they're very close to some of their kids and totally alienated from the other kids. And it's very hard on the siblings. It's really, really hard on the, on the brothers and sisters. Yeah. As you can imagine. Yeah, because it's going to create conflict between them. And it's it really sounds like it could rip apart the whole entire family. Um, and it's just, I had never really heard of that before where I always thought it was just all or nothing. I didn't realize that some kids could suffer more than others. But it actually makes a lot of sense because every kid has a different personality too. And some kids are just closer with different parents. And like I said, I hate to use the term brainwashed, but that essentially is what it is. And some kids just are different with different parents and they they just react differently with different parents. And so that's really, really, really sad. Um, what are, are there any new laws or developments in the laws surrounding parental alienation since we last spoke? Because I'm wondering, I, I know that it's becoming more recognized and the laws and the lawyers are, are starting to recognize this more as a real problem. So what are they doing about it to help a family? If you're a victim of it, do you have any help with the law? There are some states that have got interference with uh, child custody laws. So what that means is, for example, I'm in Texas, and we have got a, a law, 25.03 is the, the penal code, and it's 2503, interference with child custody. So what it says basically is, if one parent violates the court-ordered custody schedule and keeps the child from the other parent, they are committing a felony. And I know there are quite a few other states that have a similar law, but the problem is enforcement. So we've got the laws in, in quite a few states. However, the laws are not enforced. And so uh, that's something that has not, there hasn't been a lot of focus on that. And I, I believe there should be a lot more focus on that. We actually do have a very active group here in Texas that's working on that. They are working to get enforcement. Um, there are a lot of um, shared parenting and equal parenting uh, bills that people are proposing in various states, um, but uh, equal parenting and shared parenting is sometimes related to parental alienation, but not necessarily and not always related related to parental alienation. But those are some of the things that are um, in the works in the legal areas that you ask about. Yeah. And I'm sure it's really difficult too, because we can't always prove these things, right? We can't always prove that one parent is speaking very harshly about the other parent in the privacy of their home. We can only judge on what our kids maybe tell us. And they don't always tell us everything because a lot of times the kids hold back. They don't want to create a, more of an issue because they're aware of what that gossip can do. And so it might be very difficult to prove. What are some of the signs that, that you can get that might 
tell you that this is going on? Because the kids don't always tell us. So how do we know? How can we judge if the other parent is doing this to us? Well, there are quite a few ways, uh, but as far as what you might see in your kids, uh, you might see that your kids all of a sudden, um, they say they hate you. They say they don't want to see you. And it seems like it came out of nowhere, but it's, it's more than just that. It's that they think one parent is all good and the other parent is all bad. So they think one per, one parent is perfect and can do no wrong, and the other parent is just pure evil. Um, that kind of black and white thinking is uh, not normal in kids, especially teenagers. They tend to think that both parents are kind of jerks sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you know, kind of don't like us both um, in a, a normal, healthy, uh, you know, family. But if you have a child who like I said, thinks one parent is all perfect, can do no wrong, and the other parent is all uh, evil and horrible, but they don't have any uh, real reasoning behind that. There isn't any evidence to show that that's really the case. That's one of the biggest signs of parental alienation. That's interesting, too, and I I wonder, because in, in a case like you mentioned, it sounds very black and white, But in other cases, it could be a little bit harder to tell. Like, let's say you've got a really strict parent who, you know, normal level of strict, right? You got some rules and some structure in the house. And let's say when they go to the other parent, it's a very lenient household. And so maybe that child thinks the strict parent is terrible just because of the rules and they don't like the rules and the chores and the structure. So how can you tell if it's just a case like that where it's just a child not liking the rules of the one house as opposed to something more serious? Well, I'll tell you, I I would think in that situation that rather than looking at the child's behavior, I would look at the parent's behavior. Uh, What I mean by that is even if you have different parenting styles, if the other parent is a a healthy Mm co-parent, then they will encourage the child to still spend the time with you that they're supposed to and to have a good relationship with you. And they'll probably acknowledge how the child feels, you know, to say, you know, I understand how you feel about your other parent. Maybe you feel like they're they're really strict, but you know, they do love you and they are a good parent. Um, so in that situation, that's what I would look for is even if there are different parenting styles, maybe one's really strict and one's really lenient, um, a healthy, loving parent who wants to co-parent, they will still co-parent and they will still encourage that child, not just encourage, but they'll make sure the child still has a relationship with the other parent. Right. That makes a lot of sense because even if you don't agree with what the other parent is doing, you don't have to say anything bad about that parent. You could just say, look, these are the rules at your mom's or your dad's house and you need to follow them and respect the other parents. So that's true. I think when you're when you're purposely telling your child to not respect the other parent, then that's when you're really looking at an issue. Absolutely. Well, what I want to know is if somebody is the victim of parental alienation, like you were, like so many others... What exactly can we do? Because I know that there, there's a way that you can act that, that can perpetuate the problem and make it much worse. Um, and then ignoring the problem really is frustrating too. And nobody knows really 
how to act or what to do to not make the situation worse. And of course, not make it worse for the child, because that's really who we need to be looking at here also. Even though we get hurt and frustrated over it, we really have to look at how it's affecting the child. So what is the best method of how to act when we are in this position? Well, first of all, don't ignore it. Uh, definitely do not ignore it. Don't pretend that it's not happening. Now, you don't want to talk to your child directly about it because that's going to have the opposite effect of what you're trying to do, which is to stay bonded with them. Um, but like I said, don't ignore it. Don't pretend it's not happening because if you ignore it and, and you pretend it's not happening, it's going to get worse. So you want to be proactive in it, uh, in, in helping yourself. So a couple of things. One thing that I think is really important is to join a support group. Um, I have found that that is a great help to people. And there are uh, several online support groups that are really good um, on social media. And there are quite a few support groups that are actually in person across the country. So definitely, I would say join a support group is a really, really great thing to do. Um, as far as what to do with your kids, um, I would try to stay calm and stay loving and uh Whatever you do, don't fall into the trap of um, disparaging the other parent when uh, because you're trying to defend yourself. We don't want to unintentionally fall into alienating behaviors ourselves, uh, which can be really hard to do because you feel like you're on the defense. You feel like you have to explain yourself, um, but you really, really want to be very careful to not uh, disparage the other parent even if they are doing horrible things to you. And then the other thing that I, I always uh, tell parents who are dealing with this is um, do not allow the court-ordered custody schedule to be violated. In other words, when it is your time to be with your kids, make sure you get your parenting time. That's incredibly important. Your kids really need that time with you. So don't let the kids or the other parent talk you out of that parenting time. And you just have to be firm with the kids and you have to tell them, um, when it's your time to be with me, you're going to be with me. Just like when it's your time to be with your other parent, you're, you're going to be with your other parent. So we have to, we have to honor the court orders. Wow. And so what about those parents that, that take that advice and the child comes over and is miserable and hateful and says, I don't want to be here. Um, you just force that anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. And it's really, really hard uh, because n none of us want our kids to be unhappy. And it makes us feel bad when our kids are unhappy with us. But in that situation, yes, you do. You have to, you have to be strong and uh, you have to stick to it. You have to say, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you're sharing your feelings with me, but this is still what we're going to do. When it's your time here, you're going to be here. And when it's your time with your other parent, you're going to be there. And it's important to show them that, that you are encouraging them to have a good relationship with their other parent too. But yeah, you've got to be strong and you have to have them keep coming to be with you during your parenting time. Uh, it, it, it's hard. It's hard. Um, but And they might tell you that they're mad at you and that they wish that you weren't doing that. 
But um, actually, my husband and I are making a documentary about parental alienation, and we've interviewed quite a few young adults who were alienated children, and uh, they have shared with us that they were really grateful for those times when the parent made them be with them, even if they said they didn't want to be. They said deep inside they wanted to be, and they were glad that the parent made them do it because... See, that's the loyalty bind that the child is in. The child feels like they have to say they don't want to be with you. And right. so they want you, they want you to be that strong grown-up who says, no, you have to be. You know, like when your parents tell you you have to do something and you're like, oh, I don't want to, but you know it's really good for you and you know you need to, and then they make you and you're like, okay, actually, I'm glad you did that. That's how they really feel inside. Yeah. And I think also it shows them that no matter what, no matter how they treat you or the other parent, that you are not giving up on them. And I think that that's really important for a child to see, even if they don't recognize it at that moment, they will later on, like you said, and they'll know like, you know what? My parent never gave up on me, even as, as I was horrible to them. And as I never wanted to see them, they never gave up. And I think that that's really, really important. Um, so we were talking, very, very important. Yeah. Now we were talking about, you said, um, don't, don't ignore the situation. Um, how do you defend yourself without, I, I know we can't disparage the other parent. Is it okay to defend ourselves? And what is the best way to do that? Um, by just stating the facts or how, how do we come back from something like that? When our child has all these accusations coming from the other parent that aren't true. Right. Well, first of all, you, you don't, if they tell you something that was said that is untrue, uh, clearly fabricated, complete make-believe, um, you certainly don't want to um, admit to or apologize for something that never happened because that is it's basically feeding a delusion, okay? Um, but something that is really good to do, first of all, is, is to to role model, you know, to show that you are a healthy, loving parent who is not the negative things that they've been told. Uh, that's very, very, very important. And also, if they come and they're sharing with you some things they've been told about you that are really negative adult issues, um, Again, I would tell them that you're glad that they're sharing their, their feelings with you and you're glad that they're um, sharing with you some things they've been told, but that you're sorry that they've been put in that position of being told adult issues um, that, that they should not be burdened with. And you can just let them know, you know, I'm so sorry that you've been told some things that um, are adult issues. You shouldn't have to worry about those. And uh, I just want you to know that those things are not true. So I would try to keep it short and simple. Um, but you do want to acknowledge that they're, they're trying to talk to you about it, but without disparaging the other parent. Yeah. Now, what if the, what if your child's not talking to you about it? What if you know these things are being said and you know how your child feels, but they, they kind of refuse to talk to you about it? Do you still um, go to defend yourself to them or how do you handle that? Well, that's an interesting question. I, yeah. I guess I would, I guess I would, if, if the kids don't tell you that they've been told these things, I probably wouldn't bring it up with the kids. Okay. Because I, 
I would need to know more in mm-hmm. that situation. Like what makes somebody think that their kids are being told those things? Yeah. Um, that might be some rumors or, or some hearsay. Um, so if the kids don't bring it up, I, I wouldn't bring it up. Now, sometimes kids, there's always a transition that's a pretty major when alienated kids go from the alienator's house to the target parent's house. Yeah. They usually come back not wanting to talk. Uh, some of them refuse to eat. Hunger strikes are very, very common. And uh, what I would say during that transition time period is to give them some space. Give them a little bit of space to transition however they need to. So they might need to go and be in their room for a while and listen to music or read uh, just to relax and kind of, like I said, transition. If it goes on for too long, I would ask them, you know, hey, are you okay? Do you want to talk about anything? And open that door. See if they want to talk about anything. And if they say no, then say, okay, that's fine. And, you know, Continue to try to be as normal as you can. You know, hey, dinner's ready, and let's all have dinner together at the table. Um, You know, but that's an opportunity for them. They might open up and share with you whatever is bothering them. Uh, But if they say no, I wouldn't press it too hard. You know, they are under extreme pressure already when they're at the other parent's house. Yeah. So let your home be the place where it's easy for them and they don't have to deal with pressure all the time and someone trying to interrogate them all the time and try to make them talk about these things. Let your house be the house where they don't have to deal with, where they don't have to deal with that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, what about when a child, you could, clearly you can tell that this stuff is going on, but they're not talking about it. So just keep the door open communication, let them know that you're there if you want to talk and then just give them the space. That's good. And what I always like, and I don't know your opinion about this, Wendy, but what I've seen over and over again, many, many times with people that I work with, and even in my own household is that we, you know, people never need to say anything. Usually in time, the parent that is doing the alienating, usually the kids end up seeing that with clear eyes at some point. When their brain matures and they get a little bit older, they can usually tell which parent was alienating the other. And they're kind of usually angry at that parent even. So I always felt like the kids usually will see it on their own to a certain extent. And I never needed to really go into a lot of that. Do you agree with that? Well, it's, it's something that we all hope for. That's for sure. And not that they are not that they're going to end up being really angry at the alienator because we want them to have good relationships with both parents. Um, but we all do hope that someday alienated kids will, um, realize what has been happening and that they'll, um, find a way to manage it, to have relationships with both parents. Now, what you're talking about, um, when an alienated child, if they come to the realization that um, their parent alienated them intentionally and it was a very, a very cruel thing that they did, and then they cut off communication with the alienator, um, the term for that is blowback, uh, which was actually created by Dr. Richard Warshak, who is one of the top experts in parental alienation. Uh, we do see that sometimes where when alienated kids realize what has happened, they cut off the alienator for a while. 
Um, usually they, because kids really do naturally love and want to have relationships with both parents, they usually do end up finding a way to manage having a relationship with both parents after that has happened. So you were talking about long-term effects of children, and I know you're doing that documentary and you'll probably Mm -hmm. cover more of that there, but what are some of the long-term effects you've seen on adult children that were victims of parental alienation and their parents were? What, What do you see happening down the road? I'll tell you, I'm glad you asked me about that because I'm getting more and more uh, contacts and communications from people lately who were alienated children and now they're adults. And they're still struggling with it to this day. And one of the biggest challenges they have is trust issues and just general uh, relationship issues, you know, how to have good communication with people. So uh, I'm actually in the process of probably starting a support group um, specifically for people in that in that uh, dynamic who were alienated kids, but now they're adults, and they're still struggling with with the effects of that. Yeah, because everything that we experience as children in our young life usually somehow affects us as adults if we don't heal those things and we don't take a better look at them. So like I said, awareness is just huge on this. And I know that I have tons and tons of listeners who really need some help. So what are some good resources that people could go to for help with this topic? There are some excellent books uh, on the subject. And I can tell you a few of those specifically if you'd like to know some of those books. Yes, please. Um, one is a Divorce Poison, and that is by Dr. Richard Warshak that I mentioned a few moments ago. Um, that is a really, really excellent book that a lot of people have said made a huge difference in their uh, situation. Another one that uh, really made a difference to me and my personal situation was uh, Breaking the Ties that Bind, uh, Adult Children of Parental Alienation Syndrome by uh, Dr. Amy Baker. And something that I want to say about that is uh, the title of the book, I think is a little misleading because it's adult children, but really it's I think it's a must read for anyone with alienated children of any age. So it doesn't it, it doesn't necessarily pertain to adult children. So if you've got especially a preteen or a teenager that you think is dealing with parental alienation, I highly recommend Dr. Amy Baker's book. It, it really will give you a, a much clearer view of what your kids are going through. And, and that's just a few of the books. There's quite a few books out there on the subject. Um, also, Dr. Richard Warshak has got um, a DVD called Welcome Back Pluto. Um, that is a really excellent resource. And uh, all of these experts have got uh, websites that you can go to, and they've got uh, Facebook pages. So, you know, we're, we're in a time where there's a lot of good resources out there for, for parents and also for people who just want to learn more about it and get more education about parental alienation. Yeah, absolutely. So Wendy, what are you personally doing in the world right now to help bring awareness to parental alienation? Cause I know you're doing a lot and you've made it your mission to help as many people as you can. So exactly what are you doing right now? 
Uh, right now, well, I actually um, launched my uh, own business in February, and it's uh, called Wendy Perry Co-Parenting and Parental Alienation Education and Support. And I offer private support and coaching services to people dealing with parental alienation, mostly parents. Um, but as I shared a moment ago, I'm also um, starting to get some clients who were alienated kids and now they're adults and, and they want to try to, you know, get, um, you know, get past it and learn how to have healthy relationships now as adults. Um, but the thing that I'm most excited about, it's been a passion of mine for a long time, and I think it's incredibly important, is I'm starting to give educational uh, presentations about parental alienation uh, at conferences um, and in schools. And that is something that I'm really, really excited to be doing, especially giving these educational presentations in schools. Yeah, it's it's wonderful, the work that you're doing, and I think more people need to really get involved in this. Um, your coaching, I'm really excited about too, because we have a lot of people that, that even come to me for coaching on general subjects, but to work with somebody who has walked in your shoes. I mean, you, you really, really understand the full scope of parental alienation because you've dealt with it with all of your kids in a different capacity. And so I think that for people listening, if you're suffering from this and you don't know what to do, reach out to Wendy because you're going to work with somebody who actually really understands the way you feel. She's been there before. She knows how to make it better. She knows what you need to do to at least heal yourself while this is all going on. So, Wendy, what is the best place? If somebody wanted to work with you personally, uh, what's the website that they would go to? Uh, WendyJPerry.com. Okay. And I'm going to add that to the show notes as well. And then are there some upcoming conferences as well that you wanted to share? There are. Yeah. There's a couple of conferences coming up in the fall, uh, which is awesome. So let me get my little calendar here. Okay. September 12th through the 14th in uh, Philadelphia, there will be the Parental Alienation study group annual conference. And that is going to be an awesome conference. The keynote speaker is Dr. Richard Warshak. It's actually a three-day conference. And so there will be, um, the first day is um, Dr. Richard Warshak, uh, several other of the top experts in parental alienation. And then on the following day, there will actually be uh, breakout sessions and workshops. I'm going to be doing uh, two of those myself. So that's a great opportunity uh, for anyone to go to and meet really the top experts in parental alienation. And then October 18th in Houston, in Texas. Uh, there is going to be a conference that is hosted by an awesome organization called Children for Tomorrow. They do all kinds of great work. And at their conference, the keynote speaker will be Dr. Jennifer Harmon. She is uh, also one of the top experts in parental alienation. Um, but it's, it's a rare opportunity to see her be a keynote speaker. She doesn't do very many keynote speaking uh, presentations at conferences. So uh, you can meet Dr. Jennifer Harmon. And also the other thing that I wanted the listeners to know about the conference in Houston is it is a great opportunity to get continuing education units um, or uh, CLEs, CEUs, depending on what your profession is. Um, but 
if you are a licensed counselor, a licensed therapist, um, a social worker, or an attorney, or a teacher, um, if you're any of those professions in the state of Texas, you can get eight education credits for attending this conference. So it's a really, really good opportunity to, first of all, get really important education that all of those professionals need, but also to get some education units for your license. That's wonderful. And so before we go today, and this was all such valuable information, um, what would be your last words of advice or maybe even words of encouragement to the listeners today for anybody who's in, in this position who's dealing with being alienated? Um, my first piece of advice I'd always give parents who, if they suspect they're dealing with parental alienation, first piece of advice is to get as educated as you can about parental alienation as soon as possible. And what I mean is get actual real education from the top experts that I mentioned, um, get books, join their Facebook groups, go to their websites. Um, don't just commiserate with other people who um, are alienated. Uh, Support groups, as I said, they're really important, but the first thing to do is get really, really educated about it so that you can understand what your kids are going through, um, and then you can better learn how to respond to the situation. I think getting educated first is is the most important thing that you can do. I I also wanted to tell your listeners that um, coming up real soon, April 25th, is the annual Uh, International Parental Alienation Awareness Day around the world. And so on or near April 25th, um, there will be Parental Alienation Awareness Day events um, all around the world. And so if people want to contact me, I can let them know about an event that would be near them. And then they can go and they can actually meet up with other people who care about the issue of parental alienation. That's great. And I loved what you said about the support groups. Those are great because it helps you to know that you're not alone, as many support groups are good for that. But the people in the support groups also don't know necessarily how to deal with the situation at hand. So it's not always the best place to get all the advice that you need on how to handle things. It's good for support, but definitely get educated. I agree with you 100%. Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the show today to talk about such a serious, important topic. Thanks again for having me. And listeners, remember, as Wendy says, and I'll mention it again, parental alienation can happen to anyone, so it should matter to everyone. So I'm asking you today to help us bring awareness to this topic so that we can eradicate it once and for all. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.